Hey, this is Ken Forey, and you're listening to Forgotten Flicks. Tune in to ForgottenFlicks.com. Get your horror news, baby. It's for you. Ken Forey and out. Forgotten Flicks, episode 99. Friend Blink. I'd like to know what they were before they were left over. You will scream with terror. Hey, you had a dream. Just a nightmare. It's body time! Death be not proud, nor canst thou kill me. Greetings, Fright fans. This is Dr. Gang Green, your physician of fright, here to prescribe my own special brand of bad medicine. <laughs> ah, the carnival. The joys of strapping the little ones into mechanical traps of death. The laughs, the tears, the vomit. So many memories. But what happens when, instead of puke, all that is spilled is blood? In tonight's fearful feature, we'll find out. And we'll also answer that age-old question, who dares to face the challenge of the fun house? <laughs> Especially one inhabited by an inbred carny creature. So join us for a night of uh, fun in the fun house from 1981. And be sure to pay me a visit at drgangreen.com if you dare. <laughs> Hello, one and all, and welcome to this, the second episode of the 2013 Spooky Flicks Fest. I am Joel, and joined, <laughs> much in the same way as that poor bastard in Basket Case and his brother Belial. I know Kevin Hinterick is the actor. I, for some reason, I'm completely blanking on the character's name. I can remember Hinterick. Can't remember the character's name. Anyway, like in Basket Case. <laughs> Belial, the Siamese twin. I don't know if I'm Belial or if he's Belial, but here he is. Jason. Was that, are, you, are you Fire Marshal Bill? Is that Fire Marshal Bill? Let me show you something. <laughs> which pretty much would be uh, what I'm trying to be, which is one of the dummies in a fun house. That's the a dummies. stretch. I'm being a what? dummy. What? Okay. Well, yeah. So we are going to be talking about the fun house from 1981, but more importantly, my friend, way more important, Lee. You're here. No, sorry. no, that's not important at all. We are joined this dark pre Hallow's Eve, in our case, pre, 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 pre Hallow's Eve by the one, the only, I would go on one of those awesome intros that Jason Piles gives you, but I'm really not that prepared, <clears throat> but he is an amazing film. Uh, would you prefer film critic or film reviewer? I would probably say reviewer. Yeah. I think I'm more of a fan than anything. Yeah, yeah. Because critic always critic has baggage to it. You know what I'm saying? Can, can I say can I say the consummate cinephile? Yeah. Yes. And that's Maybe. not dirty. That's not dirty, people. In case you look at movie it up. lover? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, movie lover. He's a cinephile. He loves the movies. And he <laughs> is the creator, operator, and prolific content generator of dvdinfatuation.com mr dave becker himself <sighs> of course i have all that other freaking sound clips i don't have anybody clapping i need to get that <laughs> thank you very much that's that's an awesome uh, introduction 
Uh, and I never know what to say whenever I get introductions like that. That's why when I'm on with Jason, I'm just like, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank I you. know. I'm the best <laughs> effing critic ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one, the one I want to point out, I want to ask you this now. I know you're doing the 2,500 Movies Challenge. You're watching and reviewing 2,500 movies. Yes. What number are you up to as of late? Okay. As of today... I always have to check because I never remember. Only on the Forgotten <laughs> Flicks do you get it this this quick, folks. Look at this. Right here today. What are you at today, Dave? Today's movie today. was uh, 1,136. Wow. And you do one yeah. every single day, right? Every single day I, I put a new one up. Um, I had that 10 days that I missed in October of 2011. I had to go into the – had some uh, <laughs> health issues. Uh, but it was 10 days in a row, and so I started August 7, 2010. Since that time, I only missed the 10 days. Uh, we'll let and, it slide and, this time. Yeah. Uh, since August, <laughs> I think since October 24, 2011, I haven't missed a day. Wow. 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 That's incredible. And I love movies. <laughs> There's no way in hell I could do that. <laughs> it gets tough after a while. I'll tell you, when I originally started this, I was going to stop at 1,000. Mm -hmm. And I said, ah, 1,000 pussy. Everything's a thousand. That's nothing. I got to go more. So I was going to 2,000 yeah. and I started putting a list together. Mm -hmm. Next thing I knew, the list was 2,200, 2,300. Yeah, the hell, I'll just do 2,500. The ironic part is at least 300 to 300 to 350 movies that I've done weren't even on that list. How many days are in the average lifetime? <laughs> yeah. I think you should change it. Like put like a line. Like when, you, when you get to 2,500, just put a line through it. The 2500, but keep the title the same. And they just add like, you know, the 38,000 day challenge. And the idea being that you are going to literally watch a movie every day till you just drop dead. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's, it's interesting because adding the writing, I've actually, in a way, it's decreased my, my movie watching. I mean, I, there were back in like 2003, 2004, I was watching, and I have charts of this. I am a, a bit anal retentive when it comes to keeping track of these things. <laughs> I watched, I think it was 2004, I watched like 610 movies or something wow. like that. Oh. And now with the writing, it takes away from being able yeah, to watch true. more movies. <laughs> yeah, you you actually cut your movie watching in half? A little I twist actually, of irony, I folks. I reduced it. It's amazing. I've reduced the number of movies I see. You know, I get so much more done now. <laughs> your challenge of, oh, a thousand sounds so pussy. It sounds so much like the challenge of, wait, watch this. Hold my beer. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, well, I can't tell you when I hit a thousand, I was like, man, I could have been done. Yeah, oh, that's, that's true. You're like, God, why did I do that? <laughs> well, David, it is an absolute honor to have you on. We have not had you on, Absolutely. as, you, as you. you pointed out, since the Trimmer show, because apparently that's... we suck. No, hey, that was, uh, boy, that, yeah, I'm, that's going on at least a year ago, I'm thinking, maybe more. Because yeah, you were in our very first Spooky Flicks Fest. You did the thing. That was actually the first time that's we right. ever got together. Yeah. That's right. I remember that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Jay, would you like to hear the trailer? Then maybe, I don't know, have a little spoiler alert. And then maybe, I don't know, get the synopsis together for this awesome, totally life-affirming motion picture. We're going to need we're going to need a, a bonus episode for this. one. I have, a, feel, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. OK, All right. here cometh the trailer. Challenge of the monster who is mad enough to enter that world of darkness. 
something is alive in the funhouse. Something not alive like its father. Something better dead. Something that has the form of a human, but not the face. This better be good. It's gonna be great. Something that feeds off the flesh and blood of young innocents. Something that tonight will turn the funhouse into a carnival of terror. Pictures. The Fun House. It's a carnival of terror from Toby Hooper, the director who terrified you with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Help me. Help me. Help me. Spoiler alert, please. I got chills. <laughs> who the hell wrote that trailer? Seriously, he not human like his father. What? <laughs> Something with a really messed up mug. Something that uh, I'm going to claim eats people, but really doesn't ever do that actually in the movie that you actually would ever see or anything. <laughs> oh, God. Don't steal my thunder. Oh, uh, what? What? Huh? Okay. <laughs> So Jay, in uh, in your usual pithy, succinct style, please <laughs> regale us with a synopsis. So anytime I give my synopsis, I always consult with the almighty and all-powerful IMDb, only because it entertains me to see <laughs> uh, what somebody else writes about this movie especially and how they try in, and well, do Especially it. when it's in broken English. Well, no yes, offense or, to anyone who writes in broken English. Or when they, or when they try and do it very succinctly, you know, because usually the little mini uh, synopsis that's up by the, the title is very short. It's a couple of sentences. So I never read it or look at it before I watch the movie. I always look after. And so for this one, the short synopsis is four teenage friends spend the night in a carnival funhouse and are stalked by a deformed man in a Frankenstein mask. So I'll give you. That is actually a very good, very succinct, very high level. Yeah. Yes. Um, if you click on synopsis of this movie, and I, I went, <laughs> I counted. Well, I used word. There is an eight hundred and ten word synopsis of this film. Oh, please read it. And so, <laughs> I picked a select, very short, three sentences uh, from this that. <laughs> I had to read. So it's the, uh, the the basic, as the synopsis said, there's four teenagers spending the night, right? So one of them is named Richie. So I'll read this verbatim. Richie dares the group to spend the night in the fun house. Actually, a dark ride. After the park closes, the teenagers sneak back into the fairgrounds, settle down inside the ride, at which point they witness the ride assistant, a man in a Frankenstein suit who never speaks, Engage Madame Zena as a prostitute. 
He experiences premature ejaculation, but despite nothing physical having happened, Xena won't return her $100 fee. He strangles her to death in a violent rage. <laughs> that's comedy gold right there, people. So I, I don't know. That is awesome. <laughs> so, so it's it's really the, the, the story of these four teenagers who spend the night in a very rundown, crazy, you know, cheap, uh, crappy-looking fair uh, inside the actual funhouse. They get trapped in. They see this terrible event I just described, and then they spend the rest of the movie trying to get out. Trying to wash the eyeballs with pro pads and bleach. <laughs> right, exactly. Man. What did I just see? I would, before... I, would, I would have blind. <laughs> because, no, no, I'm going to start with this. Because they are, like, on the second floor of a building, looking through, I'd say, an inch-wide gap in the floorboards, looking down oh, to this boy. event happening. And it's this mutated guy that they don't need. He's in a Frankenstein mask soliciting a i'd say she's probably 65 but oh. wrinkled like she smoked her whole life and you know, yes hey, you, yeah you dead or, does she top the 10 of strippers though <laughs> <laughs> she was and, unbelievably hot by comparison uh, yes <laughs> and then so she she's basically he's trying to pay her for something without speaking he's like uh, and she's like, okay, but it's going to cost you. He just pulls out money. She's like, it's going to cost you more. So he pulls out more money, and she's like, okay. Meanwhile, all four kids, teenagers, are watching. Uh, she proceeds to give him a handy. <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's okay. Happens to the best of you. Thanks for the money. And he's like, wants my money back. And then he strangles her to death. They never looked away even as the shot shows her giving him handy, <laughs> minus you know, Johnson, but you, you know, but you could see her arm going at it, and they were just like, "Oh my god, is that what? What is she? I gotta watch more. I don't know what she's <laughs> yeah. doing here." What? No, wait, no, wait, no, but what did we learn from that scene, guys? What did we learn? You know what we learned? Nothing in life comes cheap, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Nothing the in best life. Best part cheap. of that is later no. when the carny manager. Who is this? This uh, mutant's dad comes in and he's like, "You, you really paid her a hundred bucks." Well, you mean you mean this one? You really did it this time, didn't you? You killed one of the family. Dang. Listen I to him. Didn't I tell you? I don't care what you do. It's a dirty business with them locals, but I don't want you doing nothing with our kind. You understand me? Damn you! Should have wrung your ugly neck the day you was born and been done with. Oh. 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 Don't you ever call me that. Stay in the sound of your filthy voice. Quiet now, I gotta think. The best part is how he sounds <laughs> like remember munchies? Actually, Jason, you made this one of your picks. He's like, <laughs> arr, arr, arr. Yeah. or munchy cheese. You know, was it uh there there was some like 80s cartoon character that had a arr, kind of sound. <laughs> No, no, you missed the part where he says, You paid her Zena Zena or whatever her name was, <laughs> Zelda. You paid her a hundred bucks? Hell boy, I could have got you one of the stripper girls for fifteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, whoa, wait, fifteen bucks? <laughs> I'm really? going to the wrong carnivals. Wait, right. And I was gonna say fifteen bucks? Do I get three of them for that price? 
<laughs> yeah, the stripper tent was it was not. Yeah. Uh, no, you know what it was, Jay? You want to know exactly what it was? That's disgusting. She is correct. <laughs> so, Dave, would you would you actually like to say something? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm an old um, Yeah, you know what? I'm picture. I'm. I think that's probably what one of those stripper tents would look like. Do you know those were actual uh, strippers? Were they really? Like this was this was shot in Miami, and one of the now assuming the trivia is accurate, that this is they were supposedly actual working strip. Oh my god! <laughs> you imagine how sad wow. that strip joint is. Like the guys <laughs> really? that go in there and pay for that. I mean, they're probably thinking, "Well, this is better than where we worked sitting in that tent." Oh. I mean, they were not. Uh, yeah, they were. They were not <laughs> top end. Oh my god! Oh my god! It was that was no. so bad. It was it was rough, um, and and it's funny because I I actually my 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 wife never watches these movies any of our forgotten flicks movies with me. Occasionally, some of the bigger name ones she might want to rewatch. So this time she's like, I'd like to watch this. I want to watch a spooky movie. And so we sat down, and that part comes on, and she goes, "Have you ever seen strippers at a fair?" And I said, "I clearly have gone to the wrong fairs because I had a right yeah, stripper tent." I would <laughs> argue if that's what the stripper tent is like, you've gone to the correct fairs. <laughs> <laughs> because I was more horrified at that scene than the magician's tent where he drove the stake through the girl's heart and she spits out blood and everybody thinks she actually died. That's more like the fairs I go to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so the, the point of the matter is, Dave, and then we'll give you the floor here. All right. This is Toby Hooper, obviously director yep. of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Salem's Lot, Life Force, Chainsaw 2, etc., etc. And now... Maybe you know the answer to this when you were doing your research, when you originally reviewed it. It says it was written by Lawrence Block. Now, I'm a little miffed because I thought it was the acclaimed mystery novelist, Lawrence Block, who wrote it. But upon everything I've researched, including Lawrence Block, the actual writer's IMDb page, it is a different Lawrence Block. This is yeah, Larry Block. <clears throat> It was, wasn't it? Um, I think it was. It was a pen name, wasn't it? Oh no, never, never mind, never mind. I'm thinking of the novelization of this. Yeah, that was that was I actually Dean Koontz who did Dean the novelization. Wrote yeah. the novelization mm-hmm. for this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not familiar. No, I'm not sure. I, I just saw. Well, originally I saw Lawrence Block was the one mm-hmm. who had written it, and I was like, uh, really? Well, now it is. When you look at him on IMDb, it is Lawrence Block number one. Hmm. But if you, but Lawrence Block number two is the one because the Lawrence Block number two, he wrote the book that remember, um, Eight Million Ways to Die mm-hmm. with uh, the Matthew Scudder series is a series of his, right? Uh, Bernie how the Wayne. hell is this? How is this Lawrence Block number one? He's done the fun house in 1990s Captain America, yeah. I know the only that, two things, that were <laughs> he's he's Lawrence Block number one, number one, yeah, not the guy who's made bazillions of dollars and is this world no. famous novelist, no, not him, no, no like Stephen King number one and number two. <laughs> No, if you look up the novelist, Lawrence Block, mm-hmm. born in 1938, 75 years yep, old. Yep, yep, that's him. Uh, went to Buffalo, New York. Yep. Uh, from Buffalo, New York. Movies listed under this, the famous Lawrence Block's accreditation are My Blueberry Nights, mm-hmm. A Walk Among the Tombstones, Burglar, Captain America, and The Fun House. Oh, was it really? Right. I missed so, that. So yes. well, what, it's it's just one of those glitches in IMDb where the guy's out there twice and one page has hardly anything. Yes. No, and, this is the okay. Wikipedia 
of Lawrence Block that lists those things for him. So okay, so, so I was him then. I was right the first time. Well, yeah. some there you bitch. go. I can't some believe bitch. he wrote this. Now, now listen, he didn't write the screenplay. He, he was didn't? probably the who wrote the novel or the no, short no, no, story no, 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 no. It's not based on a novel. Dean Koontz wrote the novelization which was written based on Lawrence Block's screenplay. No, he wrote the screen. This is an original screenplay, dude. That's what blows wow. me away. I, I just, I yeah. flabbergasted. Mm. I may be more flabbergasted that he wrote in 1990s Captain America. It only yeah, really. <laughs> for, yeah, really. Um, because it only lists, maybe it is, maybe the Wikipedia is combining them too, because the only screenplay it has for uh, Lawrence Block, the author, is My Blueberry Nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from 2007. Cool. So that's it for screenplay. So maybe it was uh, his son or mm. grandson or something. Wow. And it's blending them together. But it really doesn't matter. It's just one of those things that I just couldn't. It, it literally would be like finding out that, I don't know, uh, Stephen, Stephen, King yeah, yeah, wrote, Stephen King had uh, written, you know, some real like legal, e- le- le- yeah, legal eagles or something just <laughs> random and has nothing. You're like, what? <laughs> why, why did. Oh, it, this is Stephen King, the second one on IMDb. The, or the, 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 the first Uber one right? directed this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Oh, so, yeah. Dave, I want to know, because I, I, like I said, we read your review. This is mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would think this is a slasher film. I would argue it follows many of the slasher film tropes. I mean, you've got the final girl. You've got right. the, the, the sort of dark secret, the, the depraved, the whole idea of like this, the, the repressed sexuality and the, all that kind the of morality el- tale of everybody yeah. doing the bad things, building up yeah. to it. So it's know? got all that stuff going for it. I don't, I really would be hard pressed to call it a slasher movie though. Right. I would agree. Okay. Now your review, your original mm-hmm. review, you didn't love it. It seemed to me, but you didn't hate it obviously. Right. It was mm-hmm. you sort of fell on the side of it was fun. You enjoyed it, and it definitely had hit and miss points for you. Uh, how do you feel now upon rewatching it? I well, I'll tell you what. I still enjoyed. I still liked it. I, I'd say I'm, I'm, my opinion is pretty much along the same lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't find it. I said I thought it was kind of slow mm-hmm. for a time in the fun house. I didn't find it that way now, but then. I saw in my original that I also kind of praised Rick Baker's the 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 reveal, like the creature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this time it I'm like, wow, that just doesn't look real. There's yeah, just no in, way. In your review, that, that was the real. only part. Yeah, that was the only only review part of your review I went. Yeah. <laughs> looking at it now, looking at it, and I had seen this uh-huh. on cable <clears throat> back in the 80s. I, I saw it back then and I, I actually liked it more even back then. Yeah. But I'm watching it again now and I thought, yeah, that doesn't look very real. I mean, there's no way that could possibly be real. It was a good looking but mask, much, but it wasn't articulated. Yeah. There was no, he didn't move. It's like it, it's mouth right. opened and closed. That was the extent of it. I the mean, eyes didn't really throw move. Throw as much drool as you can in there. It's not going to make it look any more no. realistic. No. Well, and, and I have, and I have a comment on that, on, on the mask that they use. If you like the very first reveal is when uh, his dad, that clip you just showed or just played the, the audio for when he was mad at him, mm-hmm. had him beating himself up and he pulls the mask off. Mm-hmm. He looks kind of like a like a bat creature with yeah. bug eyes and big fangs. Right? right. But later when later in the movie, they show him kind of close up um, with um, uh, what was it, Amy. Yes, Amy was the, Emily. A- Amy's the final girl, the main girl. Amy's the girl. Right. Right. Um, right. When they show her close up, it's 
it's like a Siamese twin head. Like the two faces have fused at one point. It almost looked like two different masks. It might have been. It um, could have been. Yeah, I, th- I know what you're saying. Yeah. Because the first one looked like it was just a really wide set eyes that were real buggy. And it's kind of the classic uh, shot from the movie where he's looking up into the light. And if you look up some of the still images, because I, I thought afterwards, I'm like, wait, that doesn't look like the same face. And I went back and looked and it actually, if you look up stills, looks like two completely different special effects, two completely different masks. One was just a very stereotypical, uh, two different faces, almost like what you see if you go to Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum and you see the calf's head with the two, mm-hmm. you know, two well, faces. Like they, had, they, like they had in their little like they had side there, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Or, you know, the little uh, fetus or baby mm-hmm. that was in a jar. That Ta- You mean Tad? Uh, yes, it was his baby brother. <laughs> <laughs> Called him Tad. Um, but if you look up stills, that they, they look like two completely different masks because the first one just looked like, oh, he's some kind of mutated bat boy, almost like something from uh, like Kiefer Sutherland looked like when he was fully vamped out in Lost Boys. Uh, to the, if, if his face had a big vaginal split down the middle, yes. <laughs> <laughs> then yes, I am totally, I am totally, I am totally on board with you if you add the vaginal <laughs> so, split down. <laughs> anyway, he just looked. Yeah, it just looked like there were different uh, different ones. So. Well, well, the part that amazes me is that, well, first, I want to get this out of the way. I had never seen this before. This is one of the few Toby Hooper movies I had never seen. Uh, yep. It just, yeah, one of those just escaped my radar. I'd seen Eaten mm-hmm. Alive, and I've seen pretty much, actually, you know what? The other, the other shameful thing about Mr. Hooper, I've never in its entirety seen his version of Salem's Lot. Wow. In, in its entirety. I've seen bits. That's your mind. There you're really missing something. Yeah, I know. That was in, yeah. 79? you're missing something. Yeah, I remember that was another one. What happened was they showed an edited version of that. That was a Mm -hmm. miniseries. They showed an edited version of that on cable. And boy, that scared the living hell out of (laughs) me. Because I remember remember, remember clips and things of the vampire that were just creepy as hell. Yeah. And I couldn't stop watching. Every vampire they had in that was creepy. Mm -hmm. And it just, and it really... And the, and then the main one was more like Nosferatu. Yeah, that's than what it that's was, what I was remembering. Like yeah. Bella Lugosi. Yeah, um, and it it was it yeah definitely check that out if yeah. you can. Now the the full miniseries one has a lot of build up. They do a lot of backstory with the town and everything. Still kind of interesting, but man, once that thing gets rolling, mm-hmm. oof, yeah, that's it's impressive. And you know, a lot of people, you know, Texas Chainsaw Man, even this movie in the trailer, they're always talking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. That's always going to be his. That's always yeah. going to be big. Well, and, po- and the, Poltergeist, the, I, I, you know, if you well, negate Spielberg, yeah, exactly. If if you if you take into account the fact that that Toby was maybe not even on set half the time <laughs> for Poltergeist, and it just didn't matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, because he, like a lot of his movies, you can you can tell when they're you know Toby Hooper. He's got that sort of dirty look to them and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, Poltergeist, man, that is straight up Spielberg. Oh my god, it's one hundred percent Spielberg. <laughs> yeah. Although, although no speak, speaking of that, on, according to the IMDb trivia, and this is what I would, I've never heard before because I've heard lots of stories of the the Poltergeist conspiracy of who really directed it. Supposedly, now I know that Spielberg was a huge fan of Chainsaw Massacre, which is why he yes. wanted Hooper to do Poltergeist. Yes. But supposedly, he, according to IMDb's trivia, he had asked. Hooper to direct E.T. first uh-huh. and Hooper had turned him down and then but E.T. and Poltergeist came out the exact same year and right. 
I don't know if I really buy that because I was E.T. was Spielberg's like one of his personal pet projects. It was. And I don't know if anybody could say, you know, after watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. And Salem's Lot. He'd be the perfect person to do this. This. (laughs) The children's story, yeah. Alien, yeah. Yes, his love story, story. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that does seem like a bunch of crap. But I don't, yeah, I don't know about that. But I think the biggest point that that I want, the reason why I've always wanted to see this movie, it just it's one of those that I would pick up and I'd be like, you know, something else would catch my eye. And so, but Toby Hooper was one, and because Rick Baker and actually Craig Reardon did the makeup effects, so I another big reason why I wanted to see this movie. And yeah, I'm pretty much guessing since this came out the same year as American Werewolf in London, he was over there, you know, blowing his load with that one because <laughs> it did look yeah, bad I as a agree. mask. No, there was a creepy no, mask, and the but... reveal is like, whoa, you know, it's creepy. And when I was a kid, it it worked. I mm-hmm. mean, that worked for me, and I was like, God, that damn, that thing's scary mm-hmm. as hell. Mm-hmm. And but you know, for some reason today, I'm watching it and I'm looking and I'm saying, boy, it's not as realistic. It's mm-hmm. just not realistic mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. No, and the, and the one you know you mentioned it. They throw you throw as much saliva as you can on there. They only yeah. did that in one scene. That's true. It, it seemed like the other scenes he was just uh, you know malformed. But the one scene they wanted to make him scary, they threw in too much of that uh, alien slime yeah. almost. You yeah, know? exactly. And, and it, it was like, eh, okay, he just comes across as sort of a dumb psycho, not yeah. like. Right. The face had the impact that you expected it to. Well, and I think they showed it, too. I don't know. Maybe it's the context in which they showed it. And I get they were trying to, in a way, because draw the parallels with Frankenstein's monster and Mm -hmm. that he was pitiable and you felt bad for him. And he was this, although, you you know, obviously Frankenstein's monster is a creation of, of a scientist, whereas this guy was a creation of nature and... I get all that, and and I thought there was something there. And I know this movie was plagued by production troubles. I guess there was some uh-huh. kind of Teamsters issue where they ended up losing like multiple reels of film and had to go back and reshoot a bunch of stuff. I mean, they had wow. problems. Really? Yeah, which helps to explain some of the aspects of this movie that drove me the most <laughs> nuts. I got a, I got a list. I here, bet you so. do. I bet you do. So I'll I'll tag one, then you tag one. Let's start okay. with let's start with Joey. Yes, please. <laughs> so, what the hell was he doing, so, and what was the point? It's funny because I mentioned that it's Joey is her little it, brother. You probably should add that for anybody who's not seen. Yes. This. Yeah. Joey is her. I don't know what eleven-year-old, twelve-year-old, something. Oh you know, god, what was that? Nine or ten? I thought he was maybe like, ten. Yeah, he was, he okay. was really young. I'll give you ten. Uh, it opens the movie mm-hmm. with we don't know what's going on We're in a house. And all we see is this room filled with like gore memorabilia. By the way, I loved his bedroom. That was like my favorite part right there. The first thing I thought is this is Joel's. It really was. His was much nicer than mine, but yes, (laughs) Yes. it's very comfortable. Not enough horror uh, uh, posters, but you know, it's basically just this room. We don't know if it's a child or not. And we see someone grab a mask and pull a knife Mm -hmm. off of a wall and then this and girl first gets thought into a is, shower. Boy, is this ripping off Halloween? Exactly. It was like, <laughs> and it was meant to be an homage to Halloween. Mm-hmm. And of course, then psycho, yeah, psycho. You no, know, because he Once goes in the shower. Him. Yeah. Yes. So it turns out it's her little brother who uh, probably has some kind of confused sexuality himself because he comes <laughs> right. in, pulls the shower away, and he's poking at his naked sister that took a long time too am i the only one who felt that, that whole did. no it, it did i mean she was almost like letting it go for a while yeah yeah it was <laughs> almost like know? yeah it's always like come on wrestle with me uh, and she thought it was real the whole time so then yeah. 
she she pulls off his mask and it's her brother and he runs away and she's freaked out upset chases oh. after him and says i'm gonna get you I'm for this it's the last you. thing i do you're not gonna know when or where but i'm gonna get you so bad you're never gonna forget it never By the way, Screenwriting 101, when you have such an intense moment and you've got a movie called The Fun House, one would think, hmm, I bet you this is going to pay off by the end. You really would have thought that, wouldn't you? And here's my exact thought. (laughs) I saw that and thought, okay, I know where the movie's going. She's going to be getting back at him. And this is whole this is something about him thinking something's going on. and It's not really. And they play it that. She goes off into her storyline, and then he's kind of following along. He sneaks out of the house. He goes to the fair, and then nothing – well, something happens, but his his storyline dies out. And at the end – does, yeah. We looked at each other and we're like, what the hell did the kid have to do with anything? Other than a well, Literally, he disappears. Is, what what really gets me is as he's leaving, they replay that bit of audio yeah. that you just played. Yes. Like it has, like he, Meanwhile, she's not done a damn thing. He's going home, and she's not. And they never bring that back. It's never like they go back to the kid and say, what What were you looking at? What's going on? And he says, oh, right. nothing. And he seals her fate in some way. But he would have to know she was in, like, he had an idea she was in there, but he didn't yeah, know it. for sure that she was in there. Right. And, and he does, and, and by the way, the monster coming out of the bottom, how the hell did he get down there? How did he get down there? And how come he just stopped? Yeah. And let the kid get away. <laughs> like he was waiting for him the whole time. It was just bizarre. Yeah. And, 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 and but, but the most bizarre point, Jay, and, I, and I'm sure we need to address this. It's my guess. I, was that the guy, by the way, real quick, was that the guy that was like doing that mean moment with him on the street too? Wasn't it the same guy? The one with the gun who It pointed? might have been. You know what? It might have yeah, been. It, just, it, it looked like him. I didn't even think about that. It, it might did. Be. It did look like him. Yeah. Um, yeah, because so he's he he snuck out of his house at this point. Mm-hmm. He climbed down the the rose trellis, which if you have a two story house, never, ever, ever, ever have a rose trellis. Come on. Yeah, it's really a ladder for your like kids. Come on. Exactly. So he sneaks out to go to the carnival because he hears his sisters going there and he's obviously out to get her. or They're trying to, you know, uh, get each other in trouble. And he's walking down the highway and a truck pulls up. And it's, and it's funny because my wife says this. she goes. Ah, uh, back in the day when strangers could be trusted and, and, you know, he's like, oh, you're doing okay, son. You need some help. And he's like, uh, no, what are you doing? And then he pulls a shotgun out and points it at the kid. Well, it, pulls, it pulls the trigger. It clicks. He pulls right. the damn trigger. There's a laugh and the kid runs off screaming. He said, yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Right. right. So he, he shows up to the carnival and the whole idea is as these, as his sister and these three other teenagers are spending the night, he tries to get to them to find out because he sees that they don't come out of the funhouse after they went in. So it's almost like he's trying to be a good brother and find out what's going on and follow her. And as he tries to sneak underneath, as you mentioned, the monster kind of comes out and grabs him. He runs like away. out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And we've established, and they, by the way, that there's no real way out of this joint because it's all locked no, up from the inside. None. Right. Um, and so as he's running away, of course, some big greasy carny grabs him. Which and I think it's the manager. same guy who pulled the gun yep. on him. I think you're right. I think you're right. So he grabs him, puts his hand in his mouth and turns him away and then goes to the next scene. Well, the, when we pick up from that boy again is when he's basically (laughs) got the kid laying on a couch Mm -hmm. asleep, Mm -hmm. passed out. And his parents are there and he's saying, and this scene happens. You just see what I had to go through to get your number. I washed him up real good. He's got a little fever. 
he ain't talking too much. Yeah, poor baby. We'll, we'll get right straight home to bed. What the hell is wrong with his mother? Uh, <laughs> she's she, yeah, she's obviously an alcoholic and is and is just like doesn't give a damn about anything at this point. Oh my god! <laughs> the the Carney says that scene. What you can't tell from that audio is he's like he, he he's, he's caressing him. Yeah, he's like, he's he like why we wiping his got, brow with a rag? I cleaned him up and real he's looking nice. At him and they linger camera wise on the Carney to say I washed him up real good. <laughs> Although I will you know, say that, all, that uh, go ahead, Dave. I was going to say maybe. Uh, uh, did they did they end up dropping something that they were trying to allude to in that? And maybe yeah. that was it, because there's that was just too damn creepy to just be. Oh, I helped them out. I've, I well, actually that's where they leave it. I think yeah, you, you said something, you said out. something, Dave, though, that makes me think that all, all that whole scene was on purpose. And it's totally Toby Hooper. And he has a very twisted sense of humor. He's always said, and you know this, that Chainsaw Massacre to him is just a dark comedy. Right, but yes, if you just did. listen to the audio of that, just listen to it just for a second, just a few seconds of that again. You just see what I had to go through to get your number. I washed him up real good. He's got a little fever. Like the way he's saying everything, the music playing light in the background, <laughs> doesn't that remind you of Chainsaw Massacre? And just it does, it, yeah, it does to a degree. You know what I mean? Just what I'm right. saying, but just some of the moments between like the family members and like the mm-hmm. hitchhiker, and, yeah, yeah, real good. Just the way there's something about it, and and <laughs> and then it ends. It's just creepy, and you're like, yes. what? You wouldn't believe what I had to go through to get your number. Yeah, yeah, what the hell is that? Hard. Like, wouldn't your response be your uh, son sitting there with pass on this guy's bed, and you're like. What do you have? What you had to go through? What laying on the bed, wiping off his brow? What I had to go through to get your number? He's I got a little fever. Up. He's not <laughs> talking a whole lot right yeah. now. You know? He won't be talking for quite a long. Those time. are like like five of the seven signs of child molestation, right? There. I like I like flashback to Dudley in different strokes. Remember that episode? <laughs> I remember with, that uh, episode. Oh my god! With the, with the bathtub and the. Oh. Why are we laughing? Because <laughs> Different Strokes was a funny show. Yeah. I always used to hate it when sitcoms, 80 sitcoms did. Remember the one Growing oh. Pains where where Carol's boyfriend gets in the car accident because he's drinking and driving? You remember yeah. that? Whole, oh, yeah. Like, and really? The, 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 exactly. And then, the, and then the, uh, the family ties where they had that whole sort of one-man uh, show with Michael... Uh, Jay Fox. Oh, his, his friend. friend died. Yeah, his friend. Meanwhile, yes. the friend who they who they never introduced in any other damn episode. <laughs> it's the first time you're ever seeing him, and we're supposed to be heartbroken that this man we don't even know exists. Now, Skippy died. If Skippy died, yeah, right? right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If something happened to Skippy, then it then it's an issue. <laughs> uh, but this is somebody we never. They did that all the time back then. They're, you know, they always would introduce a character to kill them it's and our make it look like episode. everybody knew him uh-huh. uh, since since yes. he was five. There's so much gravity to the situation. Yeah, yeah. right. This is our message episode. <laughs> oh yeah. So that was that was so Jay. That was my first point, Joey. Um, yeah. The kid had nothing who, to do with nothing. anything. It just seemed weird. So, just a, it's an excuse to cut away from the funhouse yes. for on occasion. And, so I had another one. Yeah, because there seemed to be a handful of these kind of dead end introductions that never went anywhere. What was up with the crazy lady that says God is always watching you? The lady in the bathroom. God is watching you. Thank you, party. I can, the only thing I could think of is they were talking about sex. Well, because the he two is everything. <laughs> <laughs> Who hears so, everything? God? 
no. I'm guessing God hears everything. Yeah. But the funny thing was the two teenage girls are in there talking about giving up her virginity and whether or not. Mm-hmm. And this woman bursts in in a very creepy way, kind of has that. You know, she's a mental. She's crazy, uh, Ralph, dude. It's again the slasher yes. template from Friday the Thirteenth. Well, she's she crazy, sees Ralph. No one else sees, right? But no one believes her. Obviously, it's you know the Persephone syndrome. But she she does that, and they kind of laugh her off, and then she walks into a stall, and then they <laughs> right. just keep talking. We like, <laughs> can't hear them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like, right? and then she before. just says, she says it again. <laughs> he hears everything. Well, she said like, it more like this, so she went, he he. <laughs> oh, here's everything. Lady, are you taking a dump and giving me advice? I mean, come on. <laughs> it was it was just weird. And then she makes like a little appearance when uh, Joey is running away from the, yeah, uh, the, the fun house. Right. As you, as you see him running away from the fun house, if you watch, they do this kind of uh, crane shot of the whole fair, the whole carnival as right. he's running away. There's like a dozen people <laughs> – in different areas, kind of paired off, standing around that just aren't paying attention to anything. <laughs> right. It's, so, it, well, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. I was going to say, okay, this is a different scene now. Uh, this is uh, the first kill mm-hmm. of, of one of the group. Oh, yeah. Now, I've heard that when you die, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you expel your bowels. I never knew you emptied your pockets. this is when richie gets snatched up by a rope right yes he's the d-bag that when they were looking at the dead body he decides he's gonna steal the carney's money box yeah no yes yes but he's he's also the flaming genius that says (laughs) this uh uh to them early on i just had the greatest idea what let's spend the night what in the fun house Crazy. Yeah, he is crazy. And more to the point, kids, if you have a Jagoff friend named Richie who suggests you he has a good idea or a great idea, mm-hmm. I'm using quote fingers right now. <laughs> run the hell away. Um, Richie especially is an ass. if he's wearing giant glasses and a sweater uh, like he's draped over yeah. his shoulders. Giant like Jeffrey Dahmer glasses. Preppy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He does. I he even had a sweater. What, Dave? Oh, my God. Yeah. I could not shake as I was looking at that guy. For some reason, I could not shake. Um, oh God, the character from American Graffiti, uh, the the nerdy kid who was trying to hook up with the blonde. Oh, Charles Martin uh, Smith. The yes, uh, yeah, yeah, his I, character. For some reason, I just could not shake <laughs> that character. Every time I saw him, every time I saw that guy, that's who I was thinking. I knew it wasn't him, but I couldn't. I, yeah, I there was a similar. There was a similarity. Yeah, yeah, and and they. I, they could have made him more of the – I mean because they went with a definite stereotype in the in the storyline of this you know, because the main – the other guy was kind of the jerk jock who's oversexed. They could have made him a little less preppy slash nerdy because he had the hot blonde uh-huh. and you know, she was all over him. But he was just – his character was the, the dork kind of idiot during this whole thing. Per- personally, yeah. personally, I thought the uh, Amy was better. But I'm more of a breeder. Yes. Guy. Now, let me put throw this out there. The first time Amy comes walking in when she's getting the shower. Yeah. Yeah. I was very surprised when she took her top off. She looks like 15. Dude, That's what I thought. I, I th- <laughs> I, that, that was the only thing. I was thinking the whole time when she first, you know, I'd seen the bo- box, you know, I'd, I'd seen, you know, clips and stuff. And I'm thinking, I was like, oh, she's adorkable. 
You know, she's just. Yes, she's cute. She's got that teenager. Well, for all legal purposes, she was like 20 when she made the movie. Um, right, but, right. 19. It's almost 20. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you look it, at her. but yeah, but, but this is what's weird. When she does yeah. take her time, she looked young. It was really, I felt, I was like, oh, I feel, oh, what? Yeah, oh, yeah, that was I exactly. I, it was, was my like reaction. Was, it wasn't that she's unattractive at all. I mean, obviously, very attractive, no. but I, I just like, no. ah, gee. Right. Because I, you think she's like a, she's like a mid teenager or something. She really does look the part. Yeah. It's she really. She comes walking in. She's really young, and you're like, oh, yeah, a cute girl. And she takes her top. I like, whoa, we shouldn't be seeing this. <laughs> yeah. Is this legal? Is <laughs> <laughs> Brooke Shields supposed to be in this creepy? movie? Which makes it even creepier when Joey, her little brother, comes in and he's like poking her with this rubber knife like over right. and over. And it's like a 45-second scene. Yeah. It's like, oh. Well, it's interesting. I like how they, they made it move really fast. The rubber knife move – I mean slow, really slow to the point that you think, you know, they're building suspense until you find out it's a rubber knife. But yeah. let's picture that. She's standing still naked allowing this knife to come slowly to her, finds out it's rubber, then she knows it's it's her brother. <laughs> you know, but there's all that time he's yes. staring he's staring <laughs> right at her chest mm-hmm. while this is going on. And she's not had she has no problem with it. She doesn't say anything about you saw me naked, you saw any of this stuff. I mean it, it's yeah. wow. It yeah. was like that is one bizarre I mean, I guess alcoholism will do that. That mother <laughs> was out of it the whole time. She was just <laughs> she's yeah. a she's an obvious there were so many like little things going on little nuances going on that just never fully i actually would like to get the dean, the dean Koontz book i've heard because it came out before this because this thing had so many problems the book came out mm-hmm. so much before people thought this movie was based on his book not the uh, other way around and he, he apparently goes into a lot more backstory and i was thinking you know i actually would like to get his book because there's a lot of yeah. potential I think yes. to what they yeah. had there. And there's moments I did like, like, I think in your review, you talked about the first 20 minutes or so, the the build yeah. up, the the carnival setting. It reminded me in, in Winter Haven, Florida, they always had this thing called the Orange uh, Festival. And it was every year around January, the exact same type of carnival, exact yeah. same mm-hmm. and strippers yep. and all strippers and all. And- <laughs> See, that thing. All the damn carnivals I ever went to were at churches. Ooh, oh, like, uh, like, like that, you know, they had the oh. games. That, Those they had strippers the games that are the worst. They had the games that ripped you off. That was the Christian way. But they didn't they didn't have, you know, any of this other cool stuff no like two headed no. yeah, cows, uh, babies. Or what was up with that real cow? Yeah, that real yeah, deformed like animal. That thing had a cleft. Those that those things were real. I mean, yeah. that, that yes. was a two headed cow and a real one with the, the cleft pad. I was yeah. It was not makeup, man. <laughs> oh. No. Yeah, it, it it definitely I love the idea of the creepy factor for me was the fact that I've been to these county fairs that mm. are dirt cheap and, you know, these guys travel around all the time and the, you know, the carnies barking at you for the games have five teeth uh, between them. And it's <laughs> the idea that everything is really, really cheap and shoddy, but scary. So even the, the animatronics that were inside the funhouse had that really odd you know, cheap movement. They weren't really realistic, but they had that kind of creepy, yeah, almost were, like those the, are the creepiest part of the movie to me. Yeah. Like the little, the little yeah. monkey that, that claps the symbols together, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that kind of creepy. And so that was good. And, and as it, it, even actually, as it built up to them going in the fun house, I was like, Oh, all right. All right. And then there was the sex scene and that felt awkward. And then there was just the whole did Zelda. Did you really call that a sex right. scene? 
not the Zelda scene, the others, the one that she had her top off again. But oh. see, they built Amy up like she was this. She was the virgin character in this saga, right? Right. But when they decided they're going to spend the night and the two, each couple kind of breaks off, she was clearly not being the coy, shy no, no, she was just not like, at all. She's she's the virgin of the piece, and she's the only one we actually see fully. Topless. That's true. I mean, yeah, know, that's though, interesting. She got she got she got more naked than the strippers. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's so, true. They had pasties. Yes, right. <laughs> they had tassels. <laughs> so, um, but then I found the uh, the only death that I found satisfying, and it wasn't even really a death. Was when Richie, like you mentioned, he gets he gets grabbed from above with a noose. Well, he really was hung. I see why the blonde was with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <get> oh, it? <laughs> <laughs> he was. He gets kind of yanked up to the rafters, right. and the money falls out of his pocket. You know, I get the symbolism. It all comes kind of falling down, oh. um, and then he disappears. And after a few minutes, one of the funhouse cars starts coming through the scene where the leftover three kids are. And uh, Richie, I mean, not Richie, the um, um, Chaz. Chaz, yeah, the the, the big uh, um, the guy who looks like he's 32. Jock. Yes, the jock. <laughs> right. right. He grabbed a, an axe because apparently in this funhouse, every weapon is real. Um, <laughs> and he grabs this axe from one of the animatronics. And as they see the, the funhouse car coming towards him, they're like, get him, get him, Chaz. And he hits it in the head with the axe and guess what it's richie right so the only <laughs> thing that would have made that better is if richie had actually still been like alive i was gonna say that would have been probably a better way to play it off as if he hadn't yes. actually been dead and but he was dead clearly they showed it and they showed him right. moving along and they were like oh my god but the rest just didn't feel like they had that i don't know even the the death of spoiler alert the death of the the gimp i don't remember what his name was uh the 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 creature did they ever say his name yeah no i don't i don't think they did i don't know if they ever said his name whatever the monster was the guy that right. was dressed up like frankenstein that had the dual face yeah they telegraphed his death like an hour uh, that, that it, scene and, took forever it was it, it, and, and that was the one thing why okay this is going on why would you stand so close to look at him you know, she never she should have backed up. If she backed up, she would have never been part of that whole thing. Yes. But the guy he's not he's hanging there and she's like getting real close to stare at him. And if and you then, watch course, the scene, I, I, I rewound it and watched it again. The scene where she, he comes down after her, they're underneath the, the mechanism of the ride. Right. Mm -hmm. And who knows why in a ride they have chains hanging with hooks on them, because that's. <laughs> Part of the ride. They need that there for some reason. Absolutely. Um, so you see these, those kind of moving around and then these two giant gears. When he starts to get hooked, they show shots of her expression. She's just standing there looking with her mouth open. She's just – Yeah. She's not screaming. She's not in terror. She's just kind of like, oh, damn. <laughs> right. Just, that's it. And she's like three <laughs> feet away from him. The whole, it doesn't right. move, doesn't scream. She's just like – Oh, <laughs> and so it just felt like it just didn't feel genuine that she was really in a life or death situation uh, with a monster or something coming after. Yeah, so <laughs> I agree. <laughs> crickets, crickets. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. uh, 
Uh, Dave, I, I did want to ask you because you made a comment yep. about once they're in, and I'm referring back to your review. Basically, I'm throwing your words back up in your face yep. at this point. That's fine. <laughs> yep. Go ahead. This is what you get for putting yourself out there, my friend. Teach you a lesson or two. <laughs> Just kidding. So, I think that at the end of the day, my my biggest it's not even really a problem because I would imply I cared far more than I actually do. Um, but, but critique. But, but yeah, well, my, 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 my issue, the thing I take the biggest issue with, you made your comment, your review that, and not with your review, by the way, it's the movie I take issue with that huh. you found that once they went to the fun house that used the word boring, yeah, there were moments. And, and I think that what it was, it wasn't so much that nothing happens. It's just it much like that final scene you guys were talking about. Everything takes so damn long to happen. Yeah. From, yeah, from the does. knifing, the fake knifing in the in the in the shower at the beginning mm-hmm. to that scene that there people the way they are they're trying to find their way out. It just I understand that they were trying to make this claustrophobic, uh, no escape kind of movie, but I think because of the limited space, maybe that it just certain things felt so drawn out in the way they shot and edited it. And again, I get it, it had problems, but. It did. And like I said, I really did like the opening, the 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 sort of nod to mm-hmm. Halloween and Psycho, but it was Toby Hooper's take on both of them. And you see how they were done so much better in the originals yeah. because yeah. Carpenter and Hitchcock knew how to paste them. They knew how to, yeah. you know, to cut them, to make them for, for the yeah. for the best effect. I liked that 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 happened i mean i really did i thought that was such a cool thing so he's like paying you know sort of giving a nod to these two movies that's awesome but at the same time it was like a toby hooper version of them which is just not as good as the originals you Mm -hmm. know and that's fine you know he's going to do what he's going to do but you're right it was the pacing of those you know hitchcock with the constant cuts all those cuts it really Mm -hmm. put you on edge for that shower scene there weren't nearly as many this time there were a lot more you know static shots of of like the knife going closer and closer and closer um that did just sort of you know it sort of drained a little bit of the energy out of it yeah i agree with that yeah it it just and i think the other key element besides the pacing of those kinds of moments that i i really just i think they may have been going for this but maybe due to the production problems and the script problems they just didn't convey it properly much like the joey subplot uh-huh. <laughs> is it felt like this movie would have really benefited at least from a lot stronger suggestion of the supernatural because they go out of their yeah. way with and, and one of the trivia bits on Kevin Conway, who plays the carnival barker, the father of, by the way, he's listed uh-huh. as the monster played by Wayne Doba, I believe is the name. Yeah. Uh, so this okay. is the monster. So much like Frankenstein's monster. Uh, <laughs> and. But his dad was Kevin Conway. Kevin Conway, who's a great actor, and he is creepy as hell. And and I mean, his voice is just yeah, is just awesome. But he plays three different carnival barkers. He's at the freak show with the animals. He's the father of the of the monster when he's you know telling him to come into the funhouse. And uh-huh. he was um, there was one other one, and I'm escaping what he was supposed to be getting people to come to do. The strip, strip show. show was he? So he was. Was he the strip show one too? Yeah, yeah oh, okay. he was that one too. He, this he is my tell. sister. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was made up to the point that you know you couldn't really really tell. Yeah. One thing that's interesting is they all stared at. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Um, they did. They all yes. stared yes. at Amy. You know, they went out of their way to show that. And here's again, again, um, this message is now for all the directors in the audience. <laughs> if you're going to hold on a gaze between not just 
two characters, though that could be implied as being important, but a girl locking eyes with three different guys who are actually all look exactly like the same guy, implying that there's something weird and somewhat supernatural going on. But then when it all came out in the wash, it just boiled down to his son was just, a, you know, a free quote unquote freak of nature and uh-huh. and and anger control issues. And anger, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it was very a very natural uh, normal explanation and i'm not saying they had to go out of their way to you know be uh, ham-fisted with a supernatural explanation i just felt like they were setting us up for that yes right. especially i mean you add in the fact that when they went to see they actually the kids the teenagers went to see zelda first before mm-hmm. she came into the show mm-hmm. or came into the um uh, the bottom of the fun house uh, when she met up with the monster there and they made it out like that scene was going to be ah the kids are making fun of her but then she sees something and then when she tells him to get out and the crystal ball falls to the ground. Yeah, and the way it rolls. And it rolls away from Amy and into the hands of Zelda. And she's like, get the get that fuck out of here or whatever. Right, right. Kids. That made it out to be like – and that's what I thought it was going to be the whole time as they're building up. The, the carnival barkers are looking right at her when they're speaking. She has this encounter with the the, the fortune teller. That somehow she was the center of mm. some supernatural focus, right? And that just fell apart. They, well, they, they, they never, didn't go anywhere. It never paid yeah, off. It yeah, it never paid off. It's what it was. Yeah, it didn't go anywhere. And they were building it up. And boy, I'll tell you, that was that was something she could she could control that crystal ball, but uh, <laughs> she, you know, couldn't couldn't control the monster very well. well. Like you almost felt like I it was going to be like a Carrie thing, or remember a phenomena. Right. You remember the, the Dario Argento film? Yeah. Yeah, like like something like that where mm-hmm. she's gonna turn out to have some kind of power. She has all these powers, but yet this this guy can A strangle her and she two, she can't, you know, she can't uh, prevent unless she was unless she was using her powers to get the uh premature ejaculation. Or, oh, I was thinking I was thinking the girl I was thinking the girl had the power, that Amy had the power. Maybe that, that she Maybe. was and that's and I thought they were going to build her up to be like she was the chosen sacrifice. Yeah, something, something, yeah. you know, or she was something. Chosen. Yeah. Right. And and it just but you're right. It just never because because the um the, the father never knew who was in there until no. they actually found them. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he died. So it wasn't right. like they played that out for long. But. Exactly. But, uh, but, but, exactly. but with a voice like this. Who will dare to face the challenge of the monster? Who is brave enough? You know, mm-hmm. I'll give you a pass on a lot of stuff because he was. You will beg. He was. Yeah, he was. I did not know he was the strip show barker. I knew. I figured he was the other two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They look, but I did not know he was the uh, the guy at the at the strip show. Yeah, mm. they, they claimed That's... they claimed that the only way he would agree to do the movie was to be able to play all three. But wow. but the catch to that is, <clears throat> even if he would have been perfect for the the part of the father, which is who I assumed. Toby Hooper really originally wanted him to play uh-huh. by, by doing that and not really hiding him behind makeup to the point where you would not get confused. We, as the audience are watching and, and here's the thing, anybody out there that wants to make the argument, well, man, that's what Toby Hooper wanted. He wanted to confuse you and, and throw you off kilter. It is a horror movie. No, no, that's great. And you can do that effectively. But when uh-huh. it's, when you, when you're keeping people off kilter, that's fine. We don't know what's going to happen next. The, the slow tracking shot, 
of the young lady approaching the house in Chainsaw Massacre. And, oh, what's this? We've never seen this before. And, and then, yep. you know, she falls into a room with chicken bones and all sorts of, okay. And you know what? That, that's shot though, uh, going into, I mean, I, they have, I have the Blu-ray and there's all these special features on there. I think it was Daniel Pearl who, the, the cinematographer who came up with that. Yeah, shot. he did. Yeah. You know, and, and Hooper said, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So that was not even really the director. That is an awesome shot mm-hmm. because oh, you yeah. have the house getting bigger mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and plus yeah, she's she, looking at her ass. <laughs> you had all this stuff going on, and that was Daniel Pearl. And, and if you think about it, man, I, I still believe that was a very well-shot movie. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what it, yeah. Really, Absolutely. really yeah. – you know, the cinematography was really impressive in that for as low budget as it was and mm-hmm. what they were working with. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think but it, and it throws you off kilter in a good way, but you're yes. not confused. You're not sitting there right. saying, you know, we, we, you're not setting it up in such a way as to be like, well, she's approaching this house. But wait a minute. I thought she was supposed to be going to the church, uh, you know, whereas, <laughs> so, whereas yeah. in the fun house, I'm like, okay, she's locking eyes with three different guys that all look exactly the same. And he's got this look, this knowing look on his face. This means something because we all come into a movie, right? With all this baggage, this history. We, we know all the movies we've seen, all the stories. And even on a subconscious level, you're immediately, our brains just naturally want to draw connections. So uh-huh. we're sitting there thinking, oh, well, there's something to that. Oh, well, there's something to her screaming at her brother. I'm going to get back at you. And then when he shows up at the funhouse, what did everybody think? I thought for sure he was going to get into the funhouse and he would yeah, find yes. the dead bodies and assume, or right. something would happen to him or her. Yeah, you know, something was going to happen to tie uh-huh. that all together. And yep. No, not so much. So, nope. Dave. Yes. Last <laughs> week, in a in a moment of supreme inspiration and uh, brilliance on my part, if I do say so myself, uh, <laughs> <laughs> really, really, I just completely pulled it out of my ass. But <laughs> we decided we'd have a rating system, and unlike our buddy Mister Piles, who has the one to ten rating system, uh-huh. we decided that we would do. And I do you love me. Jay, love Jay, how I'm throwing you under the bus we, on this one. Yeah, we, we, we decided. We decided <laughs> together. This is a democratic effort right here, buddy. We joined forces and decided that we would begin to rate movies one to five. And that is boils down to how many days you would be willing to keep this movie past its due date at the rental store and pay the late fee. Now so, we're talking oh. we're talking VHS store. You go into Blockbuster, yeah. you get it for two days, you haven't watched it. How many days would you keep it to watch it again? And one would signify you took it back the same damn day because you're so pissed. <laughs> you want your money back. You may not even have finished it. A yeah, two the would day be, you rented it, you just drive back and give it to him. Yeah. A two would be you certainly kept it out, you, you know, the duration, but you definitely returned it the next morning. Three is is you kept it at at least a day past. You know, you, you were willing to pay a little. Uh-huh. Four is at least two days. Five, the, the sky's the limit. It, you could have kept that out a week. You know, and you'd rather just pay to pay them all the late fees to keep it. Or yeah. you might even have lied to them and said, "I, I, it got, I lost, lost it. it. I have to pay for yeah, it. Right, right. I'll pay the eighty-five dollars for the VHS tape. <laughs> right, that's what they were back then. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, yes. So for you, on a scale of one to five, based on your willingness to keep the sucker okay. out. Of the store. This is a really overly complicated. (laughs) I I got it. I understand what you're saying. And you know what? I would probably, I still, the the scenes in the fun house Mm -hmm. where they're like, I did think there was some genuine tension there. You never knew where that thing was going to jump out. 
One scene I did enjoy was when she was down there and she knew this guy was coming mm -hmm. and she's watching where she thinks he's going to come from. And then she's looking around because he's not coming that way. Mm -hmm. And then the gate falls and everything. I thought that was kind of and, cool. and by the way, that's playing on and expectations and going against them. So but it's yes. not but it's not confusing. Yes. Right. I, I agree with yes. that. That was very good. Yeah. Um, you know what? I would probably say three. Okay. I would, I would, so I you would, would you would, you would, you would pay, you'd pay like a day's late fee for this one. I would pay a day's late fee or yeah, I would probably pay a day's late fee, but I never paid the late fees anyway. I would always drop them off at like late at night or early in the morning before they were open. Just drop them in the slot. Yeah, anyway. That's true. So yeah. It's not like they knew. <laughs> Suckers. <Right. laughs> <laughs> oh so, no, I dropped it off the day before. It must've just been sitting in there. Yesterday. <laughs> right. All right. So Jason, for you. I actually was thinking the same thing. I, I, I wouldn't rush it back. There were it overall, while I felt like there were some slow moments and this was very formulaic in a lot of areas. Um, and it wasn't something I, I think, Oh my God, this is one of the best horror films I've ever seen. It wasn't terrible either. I chalked up a lot of the issues that I found to just, um, and it makes a lot of sense. You saying there were production issues to it, that bad editing, like there were parts of it that just were missing, um, that would have yeah. made it a little better, but it wasn't awful. And I actually didn't think it was, it was poorly acted either. All of the acting to me mm -hmm. felt really good. Yeah. So I would um, agree with that. I, I think everybody acted well, even if the story had some holes to it. So I would say a solid, you know, a solid late fee. So one day okay. I'd, I'd give it three. I'd give it a three. Well, I guess I will be the lone wolf here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would not return it the day of. Okay. But this would nice. have been, this would have been one. I, I would have been fine with taking it back the day it was due. That day it was due. Okay. Yeah, I, I would not have kept this one out an extra day to, just to watch it. Uh, I probably would have kept it uh, just long enough, you know, it, when I was a kid, make sure I had that caveat sure. so it's not super creepy. Rewind. To watch rewind. The, yeah, to, to watch rewind. the Well, you, you'd be kind, rewind, right? So, I mean, you had to rewind it anyway. <laughs> and say, if while it was rewinding, you hit play a couple times just to see where it was at in the process of rewinding. Just the beginning. Just, just the beginning. Just at the, you know, yeah. like the shower scene. You might have done that. But. Uh, yeah, so so I, I would give it I would give it a solid two, meaning I would have, I would have been like rushing back, but I I would have I would have been mildly miffed to pay a late fee on this one. So. All right, so I'll give Fair it fair enough. Yeah, all right. So, gentlemen, are you ready to start your engines and <laughs> didn't see that one coming, did you, Jay? No, that was good. That was very Atari-like. I, I, I found a Creative Commons album that somebody put online of nothing but, wait, wait, 8-bit Halloween-themed music. <laughs> I will give you a copy. It is fantastic. It is. I, I, will, I will own that. Yes, yes, it was awesome. Yes, it was awesome. <laughs> so, Dave, as our guest, would you like to tell us? I will certainly go first. Absolutely. Well, for me, you know, the acting was very good in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, uh, of course it had Rick Baker It had some decent names attached to it, Toby Hooper and everything. But where I was really impressed was to be perfectly honest with you, the first assistant cameraman, <laughs> Mr. John Winner. I mean, where would this movie be without the first assistant camera? <laughs> how true. How often do you, you, you say, that, I mean, you know? it would, at the very least, it'd be one camera short. That's it? true. You have to go to the second assistant. Exactly. So this guy, I was looking at some of the movies he did, you know, in uh, in in uh, 1980, he did um, Jerry Lewis's triumphant return, hardly working, mm -hmm. you know, a movie that I assume had a laugh or two in it. I saw it. 
<laughs> I don't know. So I'm sure. I'm sure in France, someone might have been laughing. A, a movie I, that actually, when well, a movie that actually describes his career today. Uh, yeah, oh. there you go. Hardly <laughs> working, right? <laughs> and interestingly enough, he participated in one of the legendary trilogies of the cinema. Mm-hmm. He in the third um, installment, 1983. Anyone want to take a uh, guess? Jedi. First one was from 77. Return, second one return, from 80. Return of the Star Jedi. Star Wars? Return of the Jedi. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. Jedi was in 83 too, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Oh, shoot. No, I was talking Smokey and the Bandit Part 3. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do, do they really all line up that perfectly? They do. That's 77, brilliant. 80, and 83. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I just found that out today. That's awesome. Oh, my. <laughs> but actually, the movie I wanted to go to uh, for him was, and it's not his last one, Kermit's Swamp Years. <laughs> it's 1974. Believe it or not, he was an assistant cameraman on Lenny, hmm. which is Bob Fosse's movie about Lenny Bruce starring yeah. Dustin Hoffman. Cool. Um, I always liked this movie, and it all it le- actually this movie led me to the stand up routines of Lenny Bruce, which are actually just um, this guy was so far ahead, you know. And it's not just the language; I'm talking about like his content and what, like his observations and everything. I mean, he was really yeah. amazing. Um, I really this is uh, you know Dustin Hoffman does a great job. They don't paint the guy out to be a saint. Um, uh, they, they show his relationship. I think it had, uh, it was, uh, Valley Perrine. I want to say it was who played his wife, um, the stripper. Um, it, it's just such a solid film. Um, I, I like Dustin Hoffman. A lot of, I've heard some people criticize. He's not really like Lenny Bruce. Maybe he's not, but I thought he did a great mm-hmm. job in this movie. Um, so that's what, I'm going to go with is uh, 1974 Lenny. That's an excellent pick. And while I'm sure Jason's familiar with Mr. Fosse for all the musical work he has done, (laughs) (laughs) I am, I am very familiar with this title. I have never seen it. I'm actually, I haven't thought about that movie in years. And I remember working at a video store for a short, short stint before I walked off in a huff. And this was, (laughs) I actually remember I, I, for some reason, when you brought it up, I had this memory of walking past this movie being familiar with it, reading the back and say, oh, yeah, I need to I need to watch this. And then it may have been shortly thereafter that I walked off in the huff and hence why I never watched it. But right. but I definitely think that this is one I need to add to the to the list because uh, I, I would. Yeah, I like it's, it's I like Hoffman a lot. So. Especially Absolutely. early Hoffman Marathon Man, all the president's men, Hoffman. I'm, I like Hoffman. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Good deal. So, Jay, big Jay, <laughs> what you all got? Right, so I went. Very close to the direction that uh, uh, Mr. Becker went, but you went with the gaffer. I did. <laughs> I did not. I actually went with the full-on cinematographer. Okay. Uh, for this, the director of photography, uh, Andrew Laszlo, ah, uh, yeah. who passed away a couple years ago. Uh, he's been making films since the, I think, the early '40s. Been around for a long time, but uh, he's got some pretty big titles to his name. So two of them that are are pretty big. He did First Blood. Hmm. Stallone. Nice. Yep. Uh, nice. He did Star Trek Five: The Final Frontier, which wasn't a horrible one. Was uh, you know, no, actually, yeah, that's the worst one. But go ahead, keep going. That probably is. Yeah, that's maybe that, that in Nemesis. One, yeah, but oh, yeah, Nemesis was, is way uh, worse. I yeah, Nemesis is definitely not good. But I see fifth. Isn't the fifth one the one Chatner? Directed? Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Well, wait, what was the one with the where they went to find the whale? And that's, that's four. four. That's four. Yeah, that was way worse. I love four. Shut your pie. I, I have C and D. I didn't have a problem with four. I, I have C and D. I have yeah. C and D for that movie. I saw it at the movie theater with my old oh, man. You go to I hell. Just, it was like, it was like, like Christmas Day. Two. No, 
No. It was awesome, them in the 20th century, yeah. in the 80s. It was, was, I mean, it was, it was, it was more comedy than anything. Yes, it was. I mean, they were playing it a lot more yes. for jokes, but Star Trek, the comedy, that was the, <laughs> the voyage home. Um, he also did the warriors from 1979, oh, cool. which we've talked about doing before. Yeah, awesome. um, and then of course, inner space, which, uh, I, I probably have terrible C and D for, but Martin short Dude, is, it's about Martin short in it. You, you get I pass. love Martin short, yeah. you know, and, yeah. um, I love the stuff he did. Dennis Quaid was in as well, but so and I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of inner space too. Yeah. I, I always liked that movie. So he, he's actually got some pretty decent credits or at least some, some big name credits, but the one that I picked I actually went with one I've, I've mentioned on the show before that I love, and I picked this because I think it's a beautifully done – it was a TV miniseries or TV movie, depending on when you, you caught it, um, Shogun from 1980. You have such a boner for that movie. I do. <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. Is this the eighth time you've made that your pick? No, it is not. <laughs> I never made it my pick. Yes, you have because you made me making the joke about yeah. I remember that book. I used to use it as a door stopper and to kill stu- sewer rats. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it. I've never made it my official pick. I'm going to go back and look. I think you have. <laughs> I'm almost positive. But <laughs> so, um, two things about this movie I love. First, Richard Chamberlain is in it. It's a great one. But it also stars Tashira Mifune, who is one of my favorite. Uh, Japanese actors. He was in Seven Samurai. He was in Yojimbo. Um, fantastic, beautiful films. There are some Rashomon. Yeah, that's yes, Rashomon. Yeah. Yes, uh, just fantastic movies. That I love from that era, from the fifties and, and uh, early sixties. Um, he is fantastic. So he, I, I like him better in Seven Samurai because obviously it's much more of a classical. It's black yeah. and white. It's a, it's an epic. It's three hours. It's a mm-hmm. uh, beautifully put together movie. But I do like Shogun. Um, to be fair. I partially picked this because it may be a CND for me because I remember watching it when it came out on TV. I watched it with my dad as a miniseries. We'd watch the whatever, 45 minutes that it came on each night. Um, and I swear to God, each night they played 30 minutes more commercials. But um, yeah. I remember having just such a, a fond memory of that event, not just the movie, but sitting watching it every night with my dad. So it could be CND because I haven't seen it in forever, but uh, I thought it was a cool connection that uh, Andrew Laszlo had actually hmm. was the cinematographer on this. So, well, good pick for the first time, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Although I love the fact that you two went so friggin' highbrow, it makes me feel so damn good to have picked the movie <laughs> I picked. Because despite my misgivings for the Funhouse and the Mangler, <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Toby Hooper. Yeah. Especially Texas Chainsaw and Life Force. I mean, who couldn't love you Life Force? You know what I mean? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What's that? Did you pick Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I did. But, aha! Aha! Part two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, I did. From 1986. Interestingly, you know what? I was not as big a fan of that one. I, I, and I wanted to love it. I th- I'm not sure if it's C&D. I really dug it. I, I mean, actually, you know, it's funny. I, my sense memory is I saw it before I saw the first one. Possibly. But yeah. I don't know for sure. Because I remember the big deal at the time being a kid. Because 86, I was 10-ish. So I remember with it like a year or two later and it being out on video. Because I remember when it first came out on video and being at the Armchair Theater and seeing the the cardboard standee, which is the cover 
of the video box if you go onto IMDb uh-huh. for it. It's where they're all kind of together in that pose. Actually, it's supposed to be the yeah. Breakfast yeah, that's, Club. That's the, that's the Breakfast the Club The Breakfast pose, Club yeah. pose, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and But of course, as a time as a kid, I didn't get that. And right. I remember being kind of freaked out by it because Leatherface looks so fruit. And I remember the box for Chainsaw Massacre and just you hear things and you're, and you're thinking, oh, this movie will just mess you up, man. You just, yes. oh, if you ever see this, it just destroy your mind. So I was always afraid to watch it. And then uh, I, I, somewhere along the way, I came across it on a video or it was just on HBO or something. And I finally saw it. And the thing about it was that I also went into it knowing that it was, at the time, it was a big deal because it was unrated, wink, wink. X because it was so gory <laughs> and and so I, I went in with less trepidation but it is a lot more humorous at, at times but it, it is but it, it also I mean shit gets real you know a couple times I, I, there's it's not I don't hate it there are things about it I, I like first of all well one thing Dennis Hopper they felt like they needed a name in it so they got Dennis Hopper yeah you were talking about like things going nowhere he went nowhere in that movie. yeah yeah his 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 character other than to sort of push along the storyline, which just just to, to get it out of the way, the I'm going to go the MDBO route here. A radio host is victimized by the cannibal family as a former Texas marshal hunts them. That pretty much encapsulates. Yeah. And a Carolyn Williams plays Stretch. She is the radio. Yep. And she's great. I thought she was fantastic. I she was good. I didn't have a problem with her. No, that she she was good. Jim Seedow being like, back. Oh, that was that was awesome. When he's standing there with that trophy and that stuff. Oh, that was on his, that was awesome. And he's just talking about at the, the meat. I at the, that. It was a chili festival, right? A chili, but yeah, <laughs> I did like that. I like seeing him come back. Um, I thought Bill Mosley is Chop Top is great. I liked Bill Mosley too. I didn't think it was. I didn't think he was bad either. But it's just like the Dennis Hopper part didn't work for me, and something about the human. Okay, there's a scene where Dennis Hopper's walking through the cave. He it was his um, niece, like it's Sally. From the first one, it's it's their yeah. uncle. Sally yeah, yeah. Frank, Sally uncle. Franklin's uncle is what he's supposed to be. Okay. Yeah, he's walking through. Okay, now they've moved from where they were yes. to this park. Okay, yeah. he finds the oh, skeleton. Spoiler! Real spoiler cheaper. alert! Yes. Now, now, now continue. Okay. Continue. Well, I thought that's you know what we do here. <laughs> but he, he finds the 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 skeleton in the wheelchair that's supposed to be Franklin. It's still got the goddamn flashlight. <laughs> Not only am I not only do we have to believe that this the skeleton with the flashlight would be there all the time. They transported the thing. Yeah. They brought it with them. Yeah. Well, they had to have the flashlight, I guess, to, for people to draw that quick visual cue. of exactly. Oh, my God, that's yeah. Franklin. Oh, my God. That's, oh, that's, I know who that is. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what it was. And but I will say in that movie's defense, the reason why the reason why I picked it is because that whole underground world that stretch emerges from in the end that whole that felt more like this terrifying claustrophobic carnival as i remember it than the funhouse did so yeah. i think toby yeah. Hooper I would, got, yeah i would agree with that yeah i would think so but but it, it has again going from memory <laughs> I, I i remember enjoying it i remember it not being perfect and it was uneven in parts for sure and i remember the dennis hopper stuff dragging quite a bit it dragged like he goes crazy with these chainsaws. Yeah, that was that just bizarre. Gets. Yeah, he just goes on this and rampage. Underground, yeah. he's going nuts. And then again, yeah, he just goes nowhere. He's going crazy, all this stuff going on. And then he just kind of like, he's just kind of like drifting away. You yeah. made me rethink my whole thing, Dave. No, never mind. <laughs> F it. You don't want to, don't, <laughs> don't, don't forget, forget it. Forget my pit. I'll kidding. tell you what, I was trying not to go because I was looking at um uh, my, the guy I picked, John Winter. He was also the assistant cameraman on Caddyshack. I so uh, very closely uh, went uh, with that one, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm sure that's been talked about ad nauseum. Here. Actually, you know what? Here, I don't, you know what? You say that we have not talked a lot of Shaq. 
Really? So well, we, we've mentioned it, but we've never covered it or. Yeah. I mean, it's been mentioned a couple of times. Yeah. But I, I, okay, Dave. So it's on when we do it. You, yeah. You, you'll that's, oh, okay. I will definitely be there okay. for Caddyshack. Well, Mr. Becker, thank you so very much for. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was fun being here. We love having you on the show, obviously, because, you know, we wait like two and a half years between times. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> why, don't, why don't we just schedule it right now? Yeah. What are we looking, 2015? Yeah, 2015. We will have you back on the show. That's how much we maybe, value maybe you. Like, maybe like May-ish, <laughs> April, somewhere. Whoa, don't push it up so soon. Whoa, Come whoa, on, buddy. <laughs> We're thinking you're more of a quarter four kind of guy. <laughs> no, seriously, thank you so much. It is great. Awesome. And we would yeah. love to have you on again sooner than that although it may actually be 2014 but it'll be early in 2014 and absolutely yeah and if you ever do caddyshack definitely keep me in mind for shizzle i will be there i will be there for that one have you ever done night shift no we never do night shift either no henry winkler ron howard right right was that ron howard's first yeah that it might have been ron howard's first you know and it had uh henry splash's first no, no, wait, 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 no, no, Eat My Dust was his first, the Corman flick, right? Yes, yes, yeah. he did the Corman stuff first. Yeah, that's right. But this is his first, first mainstream, yeah. I think I think Night Shift might have been before I Splash. I think you're right. I think it was. Mistake. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I think Somewhere it might have been before Splice. That's another, uh, yeah, but that's another uh, one I always enjoyed back then, and I have not revisited that one. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't watched that in years. Yeah, I definitely want to check that <laughs> one. <I'm sorry>. <laughs> I really didn't need <laughs> for the yacht to come out. <laughs> Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are oh, you very, done? very funny, very funny. That <laughs> <laughs> was not. Yeah. It was not that was the totally company. just refl- reaction. I've been standing yeah. up for an hour and a half straight. Screw you both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like hanging on to wire wire mesh shelving units in my closet, trying not to collapse. Please. Don't fall down. Hold on, you can do this. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you very much. Of course, check Mr. Becker and his amazing Oh, seriously. Prolificness. While I haven't commented on on many, I've actually read at least a dozen and a half of your reviews. So yeah. I I love your Well, Jason, really out of a thousand one hundred so you really want to throw out that you could have lied. I've read at least like seventy five, eighty. I'm just Nobody would have known. No, that's fine. Hey, and you would have been safe because you could have just started naming movies, and chances are they're there. Not many movies have I read a dozen or more posts on. So no, that's true. That's true. I, I, websites, yeah. Thank yes. you very much. I, I thank you very much for the kind words. And yeah, check me out at dvdinfatuation.com and uh, follow him on Twitter. DV, DVD infatuation. Follow him along yeah. with Pam Greer, Kathy Ireland. That's right, Pam Lania Greer. Quigley. I, you, I had, had Linnea Quigley, and I had uh, who else? Michael Jai White just followed me. Oh, is, oh. It, is that oh. isn't that oh, Ur- was pretty cool? Is that the guy who played Spawn or is that Urkel? Spawn. Okay. Yeah, it was, oh, it was Spawn. I'm not as impressed now. Michael. I was Spawn. Yeah. It's Jaleel actually, White. Jaleel White. That's Jaleel it. White okay. Is the other one. Yeah. I totally was going to go. Did I do that? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, like I said, brother, you thank you so much for being here. And of course, we want yeah, to extend a you. big, big thank you to the gentlemen's of uh, midnight syndicate uh, ed and gavin who we use the music at the beginning you heard monsters of legend is their latest album um and in fact they actually just had an announcement uh, on october 7th which would be a couple days before this podcast episode actually airs they are doing a kickstarter campaign 
So everybody who's listening, please go check them out, support them. Uh, We'll have the link in the show notes, but they're going to be doing Midnight Syndicate Live Multimedia Halloween Horror Concert. And I'm going to go ahead and mention this in the next couple episodes of Forgotten Flicks, uh, Spooky Flicks Fest as well, but definitely want to keep our support up for them and check them out. I know I will also be donating. So please, please go check out their Kickstarter campaign. Oh yeah. And those guys are great. Midnight Syndicate is a... Fantastic. They're on iTunes as well. You can buy their album there. Yeah, I'm putting a link to their stuff and I'll put a link to to, to Dave's as well in the uh, show notes. And also, of course, thank you so much to Dr. Gangreen, uh, our buddy Larry Underwood, who did the little opening <laughs> intro there. He's a horror host out of Tennessee. He's a great guy. That was that was excellent. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. I actually, I have a great. horror host lined up for, for each episode, so nice. to do a different intro, which is pretty cool. <laughs> So, yes, so thank you so much. And, of course, as always, thank you to my little Belial, my little conjoined <laughs> twin, Jason. <laughs> Am I the one in the jar? <laughs> you are, my friend. Any any final words? <laughs> yes, this none of this crap happened to me when I spent the night in the fun house. Of course, there were no girls there either, but, you know. There was just you with Madame Zelda. And your hand and- in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Who will dare to face the challenge of the Who is brave enough? Let's spend the night in the fun house. God is watching you. I'm going to get even with you. You're not going to know when or where, but I'm going to get you so bad, you're never going to forget it. Never! Never! I think in life comes cheap, my friend. You will beg for release. That's disgusting. Time, didn't you? you killed one of the family. He heals everything. There will be no escape. <laughs> <laughs>